Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're hijacking uh, Coach Unplugged this week, or this day, um, to to talk about coaching youth hoops. Um, Several weeks ago, Coach Bill and I launched a new site, coachingyouthhoops.com. Um, it is the roadmap. It is practice plans for an entire season. It's everything you need in a bucket for a youth basketball coach. Because, um, and if you're advanced, then teachhoops.com is the answer. But this is this is for that fourth grade coach that's looking for everything. Um, it's the journey that Bill and I kind of went through. We're trying to give you everything um, that you want. So we're gonna we're gonna walk through the site. So if you're listening to this, I'll uh, put the link for the YouTube uh, down below. Um, but if you just want to listen, that's fine. And then we're going to spend about 30, 40 minutes just answering questions of youth coaches. And no matter what your what level you coach, as a high school coach, I want to know the questions my youth uh, my youth coaches are having so that I so I can help them so that they can kind of help on that journey. So eventually when they get to me and play at the varsity level, they know everything they want. So coachingyouthhoops.com is the answer. Um, and I'd also like to give a big shout out to Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market, bar none. Okay, go over and check them out. Tell them I sent you 450 bucks off. Trust me, you want it. We're we're in construction right now in our school. We can't even get in our gym this summer. We're moving all our Dr. Dish machines over to the middle school because we have to be on our Dr. Dishes. It's made our program one of the t- top in the state and a nationally ranked one. So mention Coach Unplugged, mention Coach Collins. They will take unbelievably good care of you. And let's head off to the podcast. Coaches, if you don't mind, turn on your video too. We'd love to see your uh, see your faces. We have a quick chat. Yeah, this is kind of like anything. I'm on Zoom pretty much all all the time. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's part of the job. Part of the job. I spent a whole year on Zoom in this room. Actually, it was horrible for teaching. It's horrible. I hated it. But anyway, made me clean up my office. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll give everybody a couple more minutes. Hey, in the chat, why don't you tell me 
where you coach or what grade level you coach, where you coach in the grade level. See if we can get it over in the chat. So city and city and grade. Yeah. Or something like that. I just more interested. Yeah. Great school or whatever you're doing. If you have an AU team or. Well, I know where decanter is. Shoot. Fort White, Florida. Okay, Alex, where 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 is that in Florida? So it's uh, I want to say it's about thirty mile, thirty minutes outside of Gainesville. Okay, I know where that is. Yep. Yeah. So have you have you ever heard of Alachua? Uh huh. Yeah, I'm I'm like, I'm two towns over from Alachua. Okay. Yeah, we our well, our dogs are named Sanibel and Disney, so we spent a little time. In- <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's no Sanibel anymore because the, the 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 hurricane went over the island, <laughs> but we we still love it. Oh, I see Ohio here, uh, DC, love DC, Minnesota, Cape Cod. Oh, I proposed to my wife on the Cape. Where did we stay? Um, it was on Sunset. We couldn't find a place to park. They were like, we couldn't find anyway. I eventually did it. What was it? Beach, Beachworth, Beach something was the bed and breakfast we stayed at. But Springfield, Illinois. We have nobody uh, west of the Mississippi yet, Coach. I know. Well, California maybe. people. It's 530, 5 o'clock here. Canton. My my daughter's going to Ohio. So Baldwin Wallace for college. So I've, yeah, I'm actually I'm from Akron, Ohio. Not too you far. are. Yeah, my, my sister-in-law lives in uh, outside of Columbus in New Albany, so I've spent some time oh, yeah. in Ohio. Yeah. yeah, But I hadn't heard of Baldwin Wallace until my daughter decided she wanted to be an actress. So a good we, school. Good school. Yeah, I think good so. You see, she seems, and she got in the BFA program, so she's pretty excited. All right, we'll give a 30, another, another minute or so, you think, Coach, and then we'll get going. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. For those of you that don't know or don't listen to the podcast, I'm an a, I'm a stats teacher and I teach AP stats and the test is tomorrow. The AP test is tomorrow. So I'm calm now because it's over. I can't do anything. If they don't know it by now, I can't do anything. That's so the calm. And then they'll all come yell at me on Friday that we didn't learn anything. And Just like coaching. It's similar like, to coaching. Yeah. Similar yeah. to coaching. Do you get the parent phone calls though? Me and for yeah, that, for, no, for teaching, no, I no, don't okay. as much. All right, Keith's coming in. All right, coach, you want to you want to take the lead on this? I think we're just gonna are we gonna go off of uh, asking them some questions and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, yeah, we'll just start there. Have a quick. We'll have a conversation. What you guys need, looking for. Uh, yeah. So anyway, guys, thanks. For and we got a bunch today. of stuff to give away at oh, the yeah. end too. So people that have joined, we're gonna give that IC three away. And then we've got a bunch of other stuff, some really cool stuff that that we're going to give away at the end too. So stick around to the end, even though hopefully this is useful for all of you. But or and if you don't want to, if you don't want to shout it out, you can put it in the chat too. As we, because we want to make this the best thing for all of you. Um, that's why we're kind of doing this beta thing before the season starts in the fall. So um, the more input we can get, the better off we're going to be. Go ahead, coach. I'm sorry. 
Well, you're doing good. Uh, yeah, so you got to stick around to the end. What did we say? We got about three hours worth of material that we're going yeah, through? three hours. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have sushi in the refrigerator, and I live in Wisconsin, so it won't last very long. <laughs> it's already 10 days old if it's uh, eating sushi in Wisconsin. <laughs> Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, while it actually just made me think about this too. Um, if you want to shout out or, or uh, just in the chat, at, uh, when does your season start? So we know, you know, and, and at least in the States, we're a little bit early um, for most, uh, for most coaches. Um, oh, Alex, he's, he's in it. He's in the thick of it right now. Uh, as the, as people were, uh, um, you know, signing up and, and such, yeah, I, I noticed that some of you guys, you know, have a, have an early season or you're playing summer ball. So that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, uh, so, for, so if you haven't signed up yet for coaching youth hoops, go to coaching youth hoops com. There's still time to win that IC three because we're giving it away at the end. So if you haven't, haven't uh, taken the leap of faith here and trusted Steve and I that we're going to deliver an amazing product, just like a lot of you already have. Now's the time, the last chance to win that IC3. So go go to Coaching Youth Hoops right now, sign up, and we'll uh, we'll we'll see that um, and we'll see that for the drawing at the end. But the and, other and, other things, yeah, go ahead, Coach. Go ahead, and, and Alex, when when we jump in and start asking things that you want in. We're kind of building it. This is a beta. We're still building the thing, obviously, and putting stuff in. We've got tons of stuff we can put in. We're just, it takes a while to do it. So when we get to that F, uh, that question and answer, let us know what you need now because we can get that. We can, and the, we'll get that in as soon as we can. We're just trying to build it because it looks like most people are starting in the fall. So that's kind of what we're thinking. Um, yeah. But if people need stuff now, like I'm putting some workout, I'm slowly putting some workout stuff in there um you know some uh stuff you can do in the driveway that kind of stuff ball handling stuff so i i know people need that in the summer but when we get to that i just didn't want to forget L let us know and we'll 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 find what you need for sure go ahead coach i'm sorry oh no you're good so yeah so let's maybe take a step back of of why you know why we're doing this in the first place right uh you know a lot of us uh, including myself when i first started coaching you know we're struggling uh, putting practice plans together, knowing knowing that we put the right practice plan in place, uh, finding the material, searching Google, going to YouTube, you know, finding the drills, knowing if they're uh, you know if the if the you know kids are developed enough to even do the drill we're asking them to do or the offense we're asking them to run. Um, but the good news is is we you know we created this roadmap for you. And we're laying it all out. Steve and I've been coaching a long time, uh, so we kind of know what works at what age right. and when yeah. you actually should be putting uh, things in and implementing things. It's, like, it's like oh, yeah, it's like I told you the whole reason. So I have coached for. I mean, I've coached for really. If you know anything about me from basketball, won a lot of games. I've been very lucky. I've coached a really long time. I think I know basketball really well. I told Bill this a long time ago. The reason this, the need for this is, well, I've coached my kids in soccer and baseball and uh, sports. I don't, I would have killed. This is, I, we're building this for me as a baseball coach or me as a soccer coach where I kind of know it, but I don't really know it. And our goal is to have the, have everything you guys need. If you don't, if we don't have it, we'll build it. Um, but everything you need as far as here's your practice plans, here's your, I just put up, 
recently, and he'll and coach will show you in a second. Like preseason, what do you need to do preseason? Checklist. How do you do a parent meeting? All all the stuff that we've had to do, um, and I've had to do running my own youth program. That's our goal is to kind of, and that's what I always have in my head. What would I have killed to go walk to the little league diamond? What would I have wanted? What would I have wanted for those kind of things? Even though I know baseball, I don't know baseball. Like I don't know it. Like I know basketball. Go ahead, coach. Yeah. And and I think to that point too, is uh, what do we want to emphasize is we have time, right? Again, a lot of, a lot of coaches are starting in the, um, in this, in the fall, uh, so we want to build this to solve your problems. And even when you're in season, it's like, oh, how do I beat uh one, three, one? Although that would probably already be in there, but as an example, right? Uh, or uh some particular defense that you're running up against. I'll Just reach you, out to I'll, us. Yeah, I'll tell you. So the, how do I I need the perfect press break? I've already thought, I mean, I already have a press some press break stuff, but I already thought about what people need. Because what happens? The, the better team comes, they press you, you can't get it over half court, you know, all those kind of things. So we we kind of know that those, those avenues that we're going to eventually have to get down for all of you. Um, do you want to show them some of this, Coach? I know, um, you know, we've been pretty busy in that in that class. Yeah, or absolutely. Yeah, and our whole goal here is to obviously just, just save you guys time, right? I don't know about you, but I've I when I was uh, coaching or I am coaching, uh, still uh, youth is the amount of time that I put into a practice plan to make sure that it keeps moving. Right. Hopefully, we've done all the hard work for you, so you can just follow the plan um, step by step. Um, you know, grade specific as well. So you know, anywhere from eight to ten hours uh, a week, depending on how hardcore you get, you know, how hard, how hardcore you are. When it comes to putting a practice plan together, getting the right drill. So hopefully we uh, uh, have that down. All right. Um, what did I do with it here, coach? Here we go. Like teaching 101. It's like me today, you know. Let's see. I think I got it so you could share. There you go, coach. Okay. We good? You can see my yep. screen? All yep. right. Let's go back out to the courses. So uh, when you first log in, you'll see uh, a screen that looks like this. Uh, there's an intro video of Steve and I just welcoming you, plus kind of how to use the course. It's, it's pretty simple. It's kind of follow the steps. Uh, you know, just what's included. We have a roadmap for you. Just a simple roadmap, kind of a framework that you can follow to use throughout your season. Uh, I am showing, obviously, the seventh grade practice plans here. You can see that. Um, so we have uh, practice plans specific for seventh grade, coaches' resources and handbooks, as, as Steve talked about, man offense, zone offense, press and press breaks, out-of-bounds plays, drills, games, small-sided games, ball handling, rebounding. I mean, it should be everything um, that you might need. And and, uh, and we're going to be – and we're transparent. It, this is – this is beta. We're giving you right. beta prices. We're going to, we'll leave the beta prices for as long as you stay, but we're going to be building. Like the problem is I have so much information. I got to sift through what's good for specific grades. And we spent the last month kind of doing this up to this point over the next month or two, you know, again, if someone's coaching summer and they need something, we will find it for you. So we just want to be transparent about that. Yeah, that's good. 
Yeah, and then uh, you can see all the material as you scroll down. It's all categorized. So uh, hopefully the, we got the categories correct on how you might think about what you need. So man-to-man offense, zone offense, press breaks, out-of-bounds plays, offensive drills, etc. Then you just scroll down and see everything there. And then you can open up. Uh, we'll take a look at the practice plans, for example. Uh, they're by practice. So there's 24 practice plans that are included when you uh, when you uh, buy the uh, coaching youth hoop system. Uh, and they're just you can from here, you can just download, download the practice plan. Um, you can access it from your phone uh, just as a PDF. If you haven't seen these before, some of you, you know, this might all look familiar to some of you who bought them, but they're all laid out. Uh, so that was practice, kind of practice one, just kind of intro practice, right? But you will see then you got all through 24. It's a progression throughout the season. All right, next, uh, here's the coach's roadmap I was talking about. Um, you can see that here as well. Um, all the resources you need just walk you through kind of our five-step thought process on things you need to do throughout the season. Uh, and you can see we've added, you know, offensive examples. Go to the engagement. The engagement thing is a fun thing too. If they, if you're looking for something to do outside of basketball, oh, this one, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're looking mm-hmm. for something to do outside of basketball, you know, ideas for you know non bat. There's it's a little bit of everything. Things you can do as far as your team engagement, kind of team building, and things. Yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um. I don't know. It'd be hard to do team yoga with second graders, but anyway, there's depending on the grade level, there's kind of a lot of fun, different things. I've done a bunch of these things with my team. Um, you can make a TikTok with your with your team, but anyway, um, yeah, we can't if, forget that basketball is supposed to be fun too, right? Yeah. Play, if you right? go down to the um, go down to the yeah. preseason thing too, there's a checklist down there. Um, there's there's I love that handout too. Like yeah, Which one? the preseason that that roadmap kind of will walk now this is this is kind of heavy you're going to probably have to print this off and read it um but it's going to walk you through kind of a guide the the best part is inside of that we're going to have like a checklist we're going to have you know do you have to meet with your youth director or varsity coach you have to you know all of the things that kind of go into the preseason and inside of that that specific course there's a checklist too so if coach goes back and you can see there's a checklist of things that, you know, what do you need? Do you need basketball? All the stuff you don't think about. Some people that have coached won't need this. Some people will dive into more of some of the, the nuances. But um, things that I've thought about in terms of, you know, you know parents, the more you can get the parents to do stuff for you, the better off you are sometimes. Yeah, Absolutely. All right. Um, so that's just, you know, kind of a, a high level overview of what you, uh, what to expect. And obviously, this is all about age being age appropriate. So obviously, the, the K through two is much different than what the eighth grade team is going to is going to get. So. Let right. somebody in here. Let's let's open it up for questions before we go do the. Um, so we get some good questions answered. Yeah. Go and do the give give away the stuff. If you know how to use Zoom, you can just either raise your use the uh, tool to raise your. Yeah, hand. why don't you stop the share there, Coach? There yep. you go, perfect. 
awesome. So yeah, if go ahead, go ahead, Alex. Um, so this is kind of like where uh I maybe need some help. So I've coached previously, but I've coached JV varsity. Um, I've never been a middle school coach before. And there's one thing about teaching players um at the JV level that they have they have obviously have some experience. Um, and it's easier to kind of just highlight. And, and do some do some add-on training. Where I'm at now is um, the program that I'm taking over, the kids I had last year, they have never played basketball before. Um, and that was very difficult for me because um, I've never had to teach somebody actually how to play the game itself, at least not, not at that level. Like basically I'm starting from scratch. So um, just to give you guys a heads up, kind of what I'm looking for is how do I kind of bridge that gap? Because um, now... This, this team I have coming up this year, um, I want to say I have, uh, I think I have three seventh graders, four sixth graders that will be moving up. So next year I'll have three eighth graders, four seventh graders, and I'm looking at a couple sixth graders. Um, and how do I, how do I, what I'm looking for is how do I kind of bridge that gap from what I know of the game <laughs> to actually teaching, you know, teaching yeah. kids who have, who have never played and kind of building, kind of building that, that, um, that camaraderie or that but like building um, a really good program. Cause that's kind of what I'm looking to do because we really haven't had that in a very long time. I'm going to let Bill jump on this, but I, can you um, give me a scale of like, n- none of them have played some of, none of them, can none they of them dribble? Have. Can they shoot? What give us a, a, a spectrum here a little bit. So, um, I had to kind of makeshift things where I, I had one player, I had two players who could dribble. I had a kid who was six one, who's who was thirteen years old, and now he's six two, and he's he's a monster now. He's going to ninth grade, um, but I basically had to. He couldn't really shoot. He was very athletic, run really fast, and he. I just tried to keep it simple rebound, don't shoot three, stay inside the paint. You're taller than everybody. Just get rebounds, get putbacks. I had two kids who could dribble. Um, I have one kid who's just really athletic. He just has a nose for the basketball. Like he, he's just one of those, like wherever the basketball is at, he gets it, he puts it back in. Um, but none of, none of my kids can shoot at all. And I only had one that could dribble who was in eighth grade. He's now moving up to ninth grade. So now I, I have one sixth grader who's a pretty decent ball handler, but he can't shoot. Um, and the other kids are kind of like in that middle middle area where they're not very good ball handlers or not very good shooters, but they but they want to learn. Like they work really hard. It's just trying to get them to trying to teach them exactly. Like I don't I don't even know if like form shooting is even important at this stage in time, like, is it even possible for me to teach them form shooting or do, do I just work with kind of what they already have and just try to accent on that? Go ahead, Bill. I got a bunch of ideas. Yeah. yeah. So how many practices do you have a week? Uh, so we what practice, if we don't have a game, we typically practice every day, but Friday. So I would say in a season, in a season that starts in November ends in the end of January, I probably say we probably get about 20, 25, maybe even 30 practices and we get a lot of practice time. Okay. So you got, you got enough practice time in there. How long each? Um, 
however long I want them. If I want them two hours, we can do two hours. If I want it to be an hour, it could be an hour. It just depends on what I want to do. Okay. So you have some flexibility in that. That's awesome. Okay, good. Uh, in a nutshell, just fundamentals, uh, seriously, and just work on uh, passing, shooting, dribbling. Don't worry about offense, a particular offense. I mean, they're not even, they're not going to be able, if they're that young of players and I'm basketball IQ, um, you're going to struggle um, uh, having them just no spacing and running an offense. Not to say you can't do that, you know, something simple like a five out, but what I'm, you know, not too, not, not too complicated and put all of your time and energy um, on fundamentals and um, scrimmages, small sided games, three and three, two and two, one, even one on one. Teach them how to play the game first, uh, but you can't get anywhere if you don't. If they don't know how to dribble, shoot, pass, right? So. Yes. Yeah, so so I'll, let me jump in for a second. Yeah. So a couple questions, and you and there's some comments over the side that we can answer too. Yeah. If you want to look at those. So here's what I would do. I just put some stuff for small sided, but I got a ton of small sided stuff I'm going to be putting in. So I, I would do a lot of that one on one, two on two, three on three, a lot of that. Um, okay. Because you can't hide, right? That you want them to dribble, you want them to, you know, pass, you want them to have to, you know, ball handle, do all the things that you have to do to be a basketball player. Um, so I would spend a lot of time on that because they'll enjoy that and they're playing. And if they're, especially if they're about the same ability. Um, Every practice, personally, I've spent a lot of time on ball handling. A lot of time on ball handling. Um, okay. Just because it's the first thing that kids, I mean, if you go to a park and you see a five, six-year-old, that's the first thing they learn to do. So it, it, they have to learn to dribble because you won't be able to do anything if they can't dribble. The shooting stuff will come. The passing stuff, all the nuances of the game. Um, the passing, if they're playing two and two. But they got to be able to dribble effectively now the six two kid is probably going to be big he might not have to as much but the rest of them i would dribble 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 dribble, dribble. you can play dribble there's all sorts of different fun ways you can do dribbling that we'll put in inside um but that would be number one number two would be shooting close to the basket so if they can't shoot don't let them shoot long threes and long ones i would try to keep them close to the rack as much as possible so working on layups, working on offhand layups, working on pressure on layups. Um, the teams you play, how are they in comparison to you? So that's that's actually really interesting. So last year, um, we started off, I want to say, one and seven. We had two kids quit, and then we won the last two out of three. And it was like something clicked. And, and so the, the teams that we play – um, they, uh, there's one particular team, um, named Williston and all their kids play AAU. They play travel ball. Like they're, they're, their kids are in it really go, good. Yeah. They go to state, they go to state every year. Um, Williston high school, the other schools, um, you know, they have, they have players that play, they have like one or two kids and a lot of kids are multi multi-sport athletes. So, um, I think we're, probably like maybe a year away. I mean, they're a little bit better, but they've had a lot more experience than, than the kids that, that I have. So that's kind of what, what I'm after is that's the reason why I have so many six, sixth graders and seventh graders. I'm just trying to get as, as kids as much playing time as, as yeah. possible. And that's yeah. where that, that's where that small sided thing will help a lot too. Anything right. else, Bill, before we go on? 
Yeah, I, no, I, footwork. I mean, that was the only other yeah, thing that often yeah. gets overlooked. But I mean, you don't necessarily have to do specific drills for footwork, but you know, pay attention to it. Um, you know, in their shooting and their passing. I think it's one of those things that's often overlooked at the youth level. And if you can start there with good footwork on just the way your feet are supposed to be positioned on a on a pass or on your shot too, right? Um, I agree. But yeah, yeah, just it, yeah, I think that's good, Alex. If you can just <laughs> work on the fundamentals it might look ugly in the beginning but like you said it's definitely going to click towards the end it will it will okay. i i don't know who is first but i'll just call on keith's in my upper left corner so i'll call on him first yeah buenos dias world from the san diego zoo wildlife alliance i'm marco went and i'm rick schwartz and we're your hosts for season three of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Went. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, good. Um, hey, how's it going? I'm from Australia, so it's a bit... Um less intense over oh. here it seems like oh so you're way <laughs> yeah. under, so you're, you're <laughs> winter's coming winter's coming right <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> um but well, yeah um it seems like it's really involved and i mean it's huge in the u.s um in australia it's a bit less and i'm coaching uh currently i just coach my son's team and his cousin's team which is like 11s and 12s um and yeah our, our thing is like i get them for one hour a week Oof. i mean it's <laughs> so i'm trying to figure out what can i fit in without fitting in too much and since i have them only for an hour like most of their improvements probably going to come outside of it so what can i do to sort mm-hmm. of get them motivated outside of the one hour that i have them? what what grade level uh uh, 11 12 year olds at the moment 12 year olds okay yeah. so that would be ooh, it's been a while fifth graders sixth graders that'd be fifth or sixth grade thank yeah. you thank you <laughs> thank you Thanks, Jessica. It's, been, it's been a while <laughs> i'm going all right i remember I'm my son was in kindergarten like, and like, <laughs> fifth or sixth okay totally fine. i've got one in that grade that's all no. <laughs> okay well, and, you know, I heard something, and, you, and it's uh, you'll hear it on the upcoming podcast. Uh, and give them the best gift you can give them is to give give them the gift of basketball and the gift of joy. And what I mean by that is we um, the coach that I was interviewing he's talking about just got to get them to love the game. And something you brought up, they in your particular case, got to get them to practice on their own, and they're going to do it if they, if, you know. If your number one job in that hour is you're the they're you're their biggest fan, right? You're the cheerleader, right? That's got to be top priority for you, so that they are excited to go home and do something on their own. So, for example, 
one of the things I think we talk about, well, you'll hear this in one of the upcoming podcasts is the gift of shooting. You teach someone how to shoot the right way because that's really right. We want to see the ball go in the basket and we get all excited and right. You know, and how many times have we said to our own kids, I'll give you, you know, we'll stop at, you know, wherever uh, Krispy Kreme and grab a donut if you score 10 points. Right. So, uh, you know, we want to see our kids score. The kids want to score. So teach them in your in your practice, teach them one thing that will just light them up. Right. And that's the gift you're going to give them. So they get excited and work on their own. Right. And be very, be very processed. So they, um, so they can teach someone, you know, that's kind of the mentality you kind of want that they can go home and teach their parent. Cause then look what I learned today. Right. And you, you know, like for me, when I'm teaching shooting, a great example is that, you know, I have this little saying, I always do ball to the thigh, thumb to the eye, hand to the sky, you know, follow through, right? And so they just, you know, something for easy for them to pick up. Um, anyway, that was kind of my two cents. It's it, it, it's a couple things. First of all, what's the big? Is it soccer? What's the biggest in Australia? Biggest sport? Uh I'd probably say football, like uh, rugby. Rugby. Well, mm. I'm just saying, the basketball is probably down a little ways, a little bit. It's not quite like the UK, probably. So you got a part of it's a sales part of it too. Um, is there an opportunity for them to play outside of that hour, like three on three leagues or two on two leagues or things like that? Oh, uh, so I mean, the the level that I'm teaching, like uh, it's a mix. Like, I mean, my son's played for like two years or so, and then I've got kids in the team that are brand new, never um, played. So I got, and I still have to balance like not making my son board versus teaching other kids. Yeah, I, how can I? Can I? teach high level skills and low in the same session so like you can you can you get you have a, i'm assuming you have a full court right you have a full court uh okay i'm on a half court <laughs> on a half one, court. one basket yeah. or yes. just one basket uh yeah i'm on a, a, side it's a full court that i have to share with us uh, because we've got club, different club teams um uh-huh. but yeah even this week i'm trying to get them to do like a practice there just their transition offense and i got to split it into outlet get up the court and then the the other half which is you know just pass ahead kick it ahead because they're having some real trouble with that and i'm thinking maybe it's because we're limited to the half court yeah i was talking to a coach recently from australia and the problem is 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 space bill it's really is like yeah gym space we think we have problems with gym space they their clubs there are are starting to build spaces because they don't have enough gym space um yeah, I, yeah, I, I would, I would do a lot of skill work in that half court then, it, it, because then you can walk around while they're doing like ball handling, doing some stuff like that, and you can. I would try to put the more talent. I would try to do a little bit of talented and gifted things too, and have the talent to have try to try to group a little bit with these kids are a little bit more farther advanced than the kids that are just. This is the first time they've ever picked up a basketball. Um, well, and as an example with, you know, what uh, of that, and sometimes what I do is, you know, I'll go up to one of the more advanced kids. If we're doing like, just take a simple layup drill, right? They're doing simple layups. I'll go up to the advanced kid and say, Hey, I want you to, I want, you know, kind of whisper in there. I want you to do an inside left hand, uh, finish, right? I want you to work on that. Right. Cause you know, he can do left-handed, right-handed layups, no problem. Right. But 
you know, whatever, find those little things like, or um, we do this tennis ball drop drill where we're doing um, um, kind of a timing uh, drill and the advanced kids have to do more crossover dribbles than the other one by the time the tennis ball drops. Right. So it's, um, it just, you know, that's how you can get a sneak in a little bit more, at least on the skill side. And if your son, uh, if your son's like somebody put in the chat, that home court app is a really good app too. Somebody put that in the yeah. chat and it is like anything like that, that you can kind of hook them. Um, like they can do it at home. It's going to be outside. Obviously it's going to be harder to get outside, but um, anything like that, they can like, we have shooting machines in our gym just cause it hooks the guys get some more shots too. But it's a it's a hook. It's like, ooh, this is kind of cool because they're in the flashy kind of. So anything like that that you can find, um, that was, a, I mean, I, don't, I think that was Martin who said that. But that's a great, like, that's true. Anything like that that you can find that can get a little bit of hook. Because yeah, ideally, you want them to play outside of the the hours. The hours definitely recreational at that point. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a first. That, that little amount of time on a half a basket is... That's that's going to be hard to get anything done inside of practice. Um, yeah, um, and it's like six months. Oh, I mean, we have like thirteen regular games, and then they just like you could change up teams. So, um, right, it could be a different team that you're coaching. So it sounds like um, for for the U.S., it sounds like upward almost, Bill. Like you know, mm-hmm. that upward yeah. of the younger ages. Right. It's like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that's almost what it sounds like a little bit. Um, well, yeah, Keith, that's... in the practice plans, you see, though, too, is they can be modified. Uh, there's, there is, um, on the right-hand side, as you're looking at the practice plan, I'm forgetting the terms I use now all of a sudden. Uh, let me pull one up. Uh, you can go in there. There's kind of the basic drill. And then if you, you can add constraints to that drill and progressions, um, to every drill. So what I try to do, in, in the, you know, with, you know, you in mind and somebody who might have two practices a week is not teach new drills every practice, but have a handful of drills and add constraints to those drills and progressions. It just makes it a lot easier. You're not teaching anything new. You're just adding to what you've already taught them on practice. Like what, you know, like an example, you're playing one-on-one, maybe, the defense is ahead of the offense. Maybe next time the offense can only dribble right. two times. Maybe next time, if you're doing two on two, maybe you have to make three passes before you shoot. Any kind of constraints. It's basically manipulating one drill to get 20 drills. It's really, it's a great way, especially when you're limited and you're trying to get different. I do it to do different skill sets. Like, okay, we're going to play two on two. No one can dribble with the right hand kind of thing. So yeah. it, those, those kind of constraints are, really they first of all at the younger they love them at the younger ages because it's just they're just you're just tweaking the game um but what you're doing and they don't know it is you're working on a skill that you want them to work on like all right we're gonna play three on three no nobody can shoot until six passes so what you're doing is you're making them work on passing and moving and stuff like that so any kind of constraints like that can take a simple drill and make it much more complicated um all right, go ahead, Jessica. I saw your hand there. I was not ignoring you. Like some like some of my seniors right now in my class. I am ignoring some of them. 
<laughs> and they're ignoring you too, coach. So they are. Uh, there, there's a foot outside the door, literally. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this time of year, that's probably very true. Yes. Um, so first, thank you very much for you guys for doing this. I was super pumped when I was um, when I found out about it. Um, so I played basketball all growing up. Um, this past fall was the first time I've ever coached. Um, and so little background history, I have a very similar question. Um, mine said like Alex did. So I have a third grader and I, um, was asked to coach and I'm like, sure, I, I'd love to. I wanted to get into it. Um, little did I know though, that the league we were getting into was, didn't start at third grade level. It started at the fourth grade level. So on top of that, I have seven girls that have never played basketball outside of gym class. They had absolutely no idea what they were doing. <laughs> so, um, so I didn't know that, didn't know that we were then gonna go up against fourth graders the entire season that, and actually had an opportunity to go up against fifth graders because fifth graders could play down. Oh so goodness. yeah, it was kind of a nightmare at first when I found this out and I was like, whoa, 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 what, what's going well, on? This is the, the problem is you don't want, <laughs> You wrote, did you write this in the coaching in the coaching youth hoops uh, Facebook group? I may have. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the problem is here's the issue too is you don't want these girls, you don't want to be their last coach, and you don't want them to stop exactly. playing because it's no fun. Exactly. I know that's horrible. Exactly. That was my absolute my number one goal throughout the entire season was to make sure that they did not quit or like they still wanted to play after the season awesome. was over. And I think I accomplished that because I've got them saying, if I don't coach again, they're not going to play. I'm like, okay, all right, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out later. So um, I had three weeks to start. Like I literally had to say, this is a basketball. This is a hoop. This is the, the this line is for, you know, I had to basically start from scratch. They didn't know what a jump ball was. They didn't know what a foul was anything. So I had nine hours prior to our season starting to get them to game ready <laughs> And I focused a lot on the fundamentals and like basically explaining everything passing, like the basic stuff. Um, we ended up 0-16 for the season and we didn't win a game. Um, we at most in one day, we would, we would uh, play three games in a day each weekend and we would at most score six points total. <laughs> so these girls were so small to, um, at the beginning, they couldn't even make it to the rim from standing right underneath the basket. So I'm like, I'm not even going to focus on like shooting per se, because we, I don't think we can get form or whatever. So I have a couple questions. Um, and you kind of touched on it with Alex on like what to work on and focus on. So I made notes of that. But um, what are your suggestions for how many practices a week? And for how long each practice I did two practices a week for an, an hour and a half each. And I, towards the end was wishing I could do a little bit longer, like two hours. First off, I'd love to hear that, but yeah, well, I know I, I just said, I'd love to hear it. I don't think it's the right way to do it, but uh, I'd love to hear that. Uh, well, and you have like, even for you to be able to get more gym time, that's awesome. The opposite of what Keith's problem is. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. At third grade. So this is next year. So they're going to be in fourth grade. Correct. But I will yeah. also probably have third graders again next uh, year. Yeah. 
Well, one, you must do an amazing job of keeping their attention for an hour and a half. So oh, I don't know about to, that. That was very yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, I I wouldn't do any more than an hour and a half. And the max I would do, if they're at that level, um, the max I would do is two to three practices a week. Okay. Um, I just, yeah, I just think at that developmental level, um, now as they get skilled and they want more and they get a little bit older, yeah, add in, add in another one. You know, they, yeah. I, I have a sixth grade girls team and we're going to do, and these these girls are pretty hardcore though, but even so we're doing two hours in two days a week. So four hours a week. Okay. Um, but knowing <laughs> them, they will ask for more, uh, which sure. is awesome. But um, yeah, anyway, I, I just think you're going to lose their attention. And, and, and I think that the best thing there too is, you know, as you'll see in the practice plans, they're short, the, the each drill is short. Uh, it just keeps the kids moving five minutes, eight minutes max. I think I have on most drills. Uh, so you don't want to do anything longer than that. And if they're not getting it and I'm guilty of it, just as probably every coach on here um, is just, if you're not getting it, that's, if they're not getting it, that's your fault. Go back and re go back to the drawing board. Don't spend an hour and a half teaching the one thing because they're not getting it right right you got to find different ways to teach it um yeah it's the okay. tiktok it's tiktok it's like do, 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 do. keep yeah. it fast keep it moving okay i've noticed that over the last 10 years even with my yeah. older kids it's like buenos dias world from the san diego zoo wildlife alliance i'm marco went and i'm rick schwartz and we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fast. It's like, it, and the problem is it's hard as a teacher. I want to make sure they have it before I go on to the next thing. But um, and I'm lucky because I can have a scoreboard in my gym, but I move on. I, I literally have you have to move on. So that's what he that, keep them engaged is the key. Okay. Um, Ball in their hand as much as possible the entire time. If that's yep. uh, if that's okay. possible. Um, yeah, just keep them moving. And then the other thing is I, 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 I'm training this girl. Uh, this, we're doing one on one training and she's brand new to basketball. Sixth grade girl. And she, I, you know, I asked her just in a conversation, what's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite thing or what's your favorite subject in school? And she said, math, you'll love that Steve math. Right. So I said, Oh, perfect. So I started relating the game to math, talked about triangles and what kind of triangle you see on the court. And we talked about angles. You should have seen this girl light up. Right. And, you know, I talked about a gift early. That was a gift for her. She was so excited leaving and so excited to come back for the next one because, you know, we talked about math in basketball and that's something that she loves besides basketball. So, I mean, I say that just make sure you're relating to the kids. You're finding that gift for them. Okay. Um, what a, I'll do one last question. Um, what about yeah. offensive plays? Like this year, we basically could just master the pick and roll and that was it. Wow. 
That's I mean, I wouldn't good say if you did that. They just <laughs> we did it. I did. Were we successful with it? No, <laughs> but they knew to do it and could do it. Um, so what else could I do? Um, in the again, in the coaching youth hoops, you'll see I, I included my ABC offense and I call it ABC offense because it's simple and there's three simple yeah. rules. You, yeah. So it's always be cutting and screening, always be cutting. Um, always be cutting and screening is that what he said always and yeah. and uh yeah always yeah. be moving here's the biggest issue at that age just make sure that they're spacing and yeah. that they're moving yeah the ball screening the all that kind of stuff it's like if you can teach them to be spaced and to move then gosh if they're setting balls my my guys can't even set ball screens it's like that's great <laughs> um but okay. i mean at that age, you could, I mean, you can keep it as simple. You can be as complicated or as simple as depending on the, the, the talent of your group. Um, I mean, if there's spacing, you can clear out a side and if someone can dribble well, they can get to the, they can get to the yeah. rim. Um, but yeah, I would not complicate with plays, especially if they haven't played much. I would keep it. Yeah. Keep kiss. No, I would keep, keep the, the, yeah. The, yeah, the kiss value at this point. Keep it simple. Pass. Oh. Cut. Right. Yeah. Pass so, cut and then get some cut get some painters tape and put it on the on the floor. And these are the five X's you're you should always be at. So if you're not here, you should be moving to a different one. And if okay. you teach them that ball movement, painters tape's good because then the janitor or custodian won't get mad at yeah. you. you know, or right they at, on Amazon you can go and they sell you those circles. Yeah, those yeah, big, those one big, through five. So yeah. yeah, those big plastic circles. I never like those though, because anyway. I always thought I was going to well, trip, but I'm old. So oh, sure. Know. <laughs> okay, um, well, not an inch thick there, old man. I know. <laughs> oh, well, they <laughs> used to be thick in the old days. They used to be old days. like Frisbees, you know, and I, they're probably really thin plastic now. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're All plastic. Right. And I they, see another hand. You know, stick to the floor. All right, Ryan, you got a question? Thanks, Jessica. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I've been coaching my kids' fifth and sixth grade team the last two years. And my biggest problem is I don't really have assistant coaches. So, like, this year I only had eight kids, nine kids most of the time. Um, one, like, had eligibility problems. Next year it looks like I'm going to take over the co-op and become the seventh and eighth grade basketball coach. And so I'm going to go from, like, eight kids to, like, 16. Ooh. And I have to do eighth and seventh grade as the head coach for both. Um, same, practice? same practice? Same practice. Yeah. Because there's only going to be, like, four – or five eighth graders on all the rest of them are going to be seventh graders next year. Um, number of baskets. Um, I have a full gym, so I've got, you know, six, six, six baskets. baskets. So that helps. That helps. Yeah. That helps a lot. And how much time? A couple hours. Yeah. I, last year I did an hour and a half cause they were all sixth graders. I can go two hours if I want to, I can do it four or five days a week if I want to. I've got pretty much free range because it is going to be going into like the IESA, so like the elementary school basketball. So it's going to be literally two separate teams. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm going to have an eighth grade team and a seventh grade team, but I'm going to have to probably have some seventh graders play up. Okay. Um, Wow. That's an (laughs) interest. That's an interest. I'm doing the matrix in my head. So I think what you can do, because you're going to have to do some five on five. You probably right. would have to. You, what I would try to do is maybe break up your practice 
and Bill can jump in here too. I would when you have to, you obviously can do if you got six baskets, you can do a lot of skill work and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> small sided stuff. But when you're doing five on five, I would do it sideways, right? Side baskets. That's ten there. Okay. And then I would I would I would rotate those ten depending on you know groupings and then have the other six be working on some skills at that point while you're working with the the 10 on the other going the other way. Um, okay, that makes sense. That's what I've done before when I've had like I I shoot I think I had a freshman team once at 18. Um and we didn't even have six baskets, but um that seemed to work and then I gave them basically the people that are over here working, you got to give them specific things to work on and for me I usually had to make it competitive. Huh. Right. I knew they would be like, all right, well, you guys are going to shoot threes. Who can make the most in the next blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, so I think that that tended to be helpful. What do you what what do you think, coach? Yeah, and you're the only coach, Ryan. So I have one father who comes out and tries to kind of help, but he just stands there kind of. And then I have one of the teachers who comes and she kind of attempts to help, too but she's another person just kind of stands there. So it's a lot of me directing them what to do. Um, yeah. I think it's, she has it's eyes. It's adult eyes. It's adult eyes. At least it's at yeah. Least yeah. adult yeah. eyes. That helps a so, little bit. So the kids aren't throwing the balls at themselves. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. She has basketball yeah. knowledge. He doesn't as much. He's okay. just kind of there to help. Well, first up, I think uh, Ryan and Jessica should partner up and lease some space to Keith. That would solve <laughs> Keith's problem. Right. So, <laughs> he's saying all this gym time. he's going what are you uh, talking about yeah. baskets. The luxury. I know, I know. Yeah. well it's kind of crazy too you know uh, I, li- I live right by uh, St. Mary's College in, in Moraga California right uh, you guys have been around if you watch the NCAA tournament right they made it to made sweet 16 Anyway, they they steal a lot of players from Australia, so they're doing something right down in Australia and whatever they're doing on the basketball side. So they got a huge pipeline for Australian players. Uh, okay, so but to your question, what what would I do in that particular case? Um, I would think about stations also on those six baskets and match those kids up by skill level. Um, so you can run. You can kind of just rotate yourself in the middle of the gym and say, okay, we're going to work on, um, you know, whatever it might be, whatever skill you're teaching or drill you're teaching, right? Uh, And you can kind of go around or have the other parents help you go around and, you know, let the parents know, hey, these are the two two or three things I'm looking for, right? You know, making sure that they're doing. Divide them up by skill level. So put the best kids together, you know, and then the kids that need a little bit more hand holding and a little bit more, you know, a um, little bit more time for development. Uh, and so that's one thing. So, but when you get the group together, as Steve said, just running, uh, you could do um, at that point, what we do a lot of times is either we do five and five on five, right? where you get scored on, you come out, um, the other team runs in because it helps them also understand knowing who to, who they're going to guard, right? That's really quickly, like in a substitution, teaching them that obviously they're running full court and it's quick, right? They're in and out um, on a, when somebody scores and you still can get your sets in that way and whatever else. Um, uh, I don't know if that was helpful. 
to answer yeah, your question. But... That's a good way to keep them all involved. Because that was one of my big problems was keeping that amount of kids involved. Because like last year, at best, we had eight kids. One older brother would come into play sometimes, and I would be out there playing with these sixth graders running right. the floor. Mm. And I'm, you know, I'm six five, so trying to run the floor with a bunch of sixth graders looked a little silly. I was out there trying not to do. It's too gonna much, be. But... It's gonna be a little bit yeah. more planning. I, I personally, I'd yes, really, I'd exactly. Take, yeah. I'd take sixteen over eight. Personally. Yes, absolutely. But, especially because yeah. you have two teams, so yeah. that's better for me. I would rather that. It's just gonna for you. You're gonna have to map stuff out a little bit more, and probably go side basket rather than full basket, um, and just like, and then and some of that stuff you should track, especially if you're doing some breakdown stuff that you could keep track of. Hey, you two are gonna go over here and shoot twenty free throws each, and then I want to know how many you make, and then you this group is gonna do this. Well, I go over here and do the. And as long as they're kind of keeping, have a clipboard or something, fill this out, you know, so keep them engaged. And then as soon as they're done, they come over. All right, let me grab you and put you in this group and blah, blah, blah. So it's going to be a little bit more of, I, I always refer to it as controlled chaos um, or hurting the cats kind of thing. But um, it's just going to be, you don't want six kids standing around. That's when, you know, Johnny starts pulling someone else's hair and then, um, yeah. Anyway. And, and, uh, and to emphasize what Steve said is you're going to have to be a little bit more well-planned. Yeah. How you break all those kids up around those baskets. So, um, but that's not a problem. It's just, you know, come yeah, up and, with and Bill and I can, Bill and I can help too. When you, once yeah. you finalize, once we kind of get everything finalized and it's like, Oh, all right. What, what, what could this, cause you, I'm sure you're not the only person that has, has that no. problem. Yeah. Podcast Network. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.